The Bird Show. We're not lying. Brand new Mercedes Benz from RBM of Alpharetta for only one hundred dollars. This is how we do our Burt's Big Adventure raffle each and every year, and RBM of Alpharetta is cool enough to give us like a brand new Mercedes. All you got to do is buy a raffle ticket for a hundred bucks, and you can win that thing. And you got a really good chance of winning. We only mm-hmm. sell twenty five hundred of them. Hey, I have a um, a request. If we sell out. Can I shoot you in the butt with a confetti cannon? Ooh. Let's do it even if we don't sell out. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of weird kink is this? Fetish. What? Because we have confetti cannons to shoot off if we, you know, if we sell out and we go past that $1 million mark for Burt's Big Adventure because RBM of Alpharetta has the potential to collect $1 million for Burt's Big Adventure courtesy of this raffle. So if we sell out... I want to shoot you in the butt with a confetti cannon. Okay. If that motivates anybody to give us a hundred bucks, well, fine. The kid, the kid should motivate you, not not confetti. Right. But this is more for you than them, but if that's <laughs> what's going to get you to pay the hundred bucks, great, and satisfy one of her kinks, then good. We're good to go. It's not a kink. It's just funny. It is. <laughs> okay. Um, so you can go ahead and you can get your hands on these tickets and it will sell out. It sells out eh free year. So please do it today. You can go to thebirdshow.com or birdsbigadventure.org. All right, so we ask you guys, you got something going on in your life. You got to hook us up with an email and maybe we can get you guys some advice from around the country. And in a case like this, she's torn between two major events that's going on. Does she attend her brother's baby shower or does she attend the celebration of life for her brother's mom? Boyfriend's mom. Boyfriend's mom who passed away. Okay, so let's read this one together. Dear Birchill, I'm torn apart between two very opposite family occasions. My brother and sister-in-law are welcoming their second child early next year, but are having the baby shower on a Saturday later this month. Just make sure you know it's their second child, not first. Is that a big deal? Well, yeah. Because the first child is a big baby shower. The second child, like if it's if it's like a different sex, I can see like, you know, people want more like gender specific stuff, but that's more of a sprinkle and typically not as big of a deal. This has been planned for over a month, she writes, and I already told my family that I was coming. I come from a close knit family and I know that my presence there would be appreciated. Then there is my boyfriend. We've been together for six years and have created a nice life together. His mom died a few months ago, but their family hasn't done anything to celebrate her life. That's until just last week when her sister planned a family gathering to be held on the same day and around the same time as the baby shower. I can't blame her for choosing that day and time because she didn't know I already had plans. I know that his mom wasn't legally my mother-in-law, but she was my mother-in-law all the same. She's treated me like part of the family since day one. She and I could talk about any random topic and talk about it for hours on end. We had a pretty good in-law relationship, and we always enjoyed each other's company. I know she would understand if I decided to spend this day with my family, but I'd feel bad about doing that to my boyfriend. He hasn't been handling it real well, and I don't want him to feel alone during that time of mourning. He's not a big people person, and being around his other family members could possibly put him in more of an unstable position. A part of me feels like being there would put him slightly at more ease. 
as being the loving and supportive girlfriend I've always been. But he also knows that my family is important to me, and he may possibly tell me to go with them. So which occasion do I attend? The one with my family to help celebrate and welcome a new life, or his family to celebrate a life that's just ended from Courtney? This is a no-brainer for me. You're going to the celebration of life for your boyfriend's mom. Um, Being, you know... I think mainly because this is their second child. And I understand you're close with your family and any occasion to get together is a beautiful occasion. But in this instance, this this man that you've been with for six years and pledged your life and love to, he, he needs you right now. And I think that trumps attending the baby shower. What do you think? Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. because Mainly because there will be a lot of different opportunities for you to celebrate that new life. Like when the baby mm-hmm. actually gets there, yeah. that's when they really need you to step in and be the village for them to be able to help out or watch the baby if they need a night out together. The couple, um, you know, once the baby actually gets here. I think right now, like the most important thing you can do is be there for their family in their time of need when they're mourning um, a very important person to them that just passed away. I'm with you guys. This is like an important thing here too. Yeah. I think you got to get good at identifying um, when you're really needed in your relationship, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're with a dude like this. And I'm the same way. I pride myself in being able to handle everything myself, right? I, I don't need anybody. But when you're in a relationship there should be one person that should be there by your side on days like this. And you want that person there. Um, and if you're not, it just, it doesn't feel like a partnership to me. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing that also. So I, I think we're all team celebration of life then. Team mm-hmm. celebration. Ariel, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hey guys. Um, so 100% hands down, she needs to go to the celebration of life. Babies can happen all the time. I understand if the baby hasn't been born, she can always be there whenever they are born. But I lost my mom and my father, and it would devastate me if someone wasn't there by my side. Um, But I think this is, like Kristen said, it's a no-brainer. I don't know why this is even up for grabs. (laughs) Yeah, this one's pretty unanimous right here. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. There was a lot of pressure on Pete Davidson this weekend because not only was it the first SNL back after the writer's strike, but the news had been so heavy this week with the Hamas attacks in the news. But Pete absolutely crushed his cold open with addressing the serious news. It's so tragic and so heartbreaking what's happening to innocent men, women, and especially children. It's just been, it's, my heart goes out to everybody that's been so extremely affected by the news, um, you know, and our, our Jewish, you know, Jewish friends and listeners, because I know this has been really, really difficult. Brutal. Uh, absolutely brutal. Um, if you haven't taken at least five minutes to sort of understand the situation, there's so much history mm-hmm. that it's impossible to do a search for just yeah. five minutes to give you some kind of sense. And, uh, of what's going on, but the senseless and brutality and the terrorism that took place, it's head shaking. Like you can't even, you can't read stories about it because it's so graphic and so bad. Um, but you really should educate yourself a little bit. I know as Americans, we're like, no, nah, it's got to be about us. And it's right. If it's not in front of us, then we're really not paying attention. <sighs> we're all connected. You got to understand that we are all connected. And I want to double down on that because I perfectly 
if I'm being perfectly honest, um, did not feel comfortable coming and talking about something I didn't really know a lot about. And one of the most important discussions I had last week was with my husband, who is way smarter than me. I will openly admit that. And I'm like, hey, can you kind of explain to me like the history of Israel and Palestine and the Gaza Strip and like what's going on? And so we just had this open dialogue and, you know, he broke down the history and he broke down um, like he broke down that relationship or lack thereof. And it's, I, th- I, I just want to second what Bert says. I think it's very important that you have an understanding and you also show empathy. And you have to understand that this is an extreme terrorist group we're talking mm-hmm. about. So when you're talking about countries' relations and religious relations with each other, that's one thing. That is one but thing. But now you're talking about the extreme and that's what Hamas is. So it's just very complicated history. But nobody can deny what is happening over there is an absolutely brutal and heartbreaking. And I can say with certainty, everyone should condemn what Hamas has done and what they are continuing, what they continue to do. Yeah, can't even argue that. You can't. Yeah. You can try, but don't. And like you said, it's really easy to stick your head in the sand and ignore what's going on if it's not directly affecting us as Americans. So it's been really cool to see celebs step up and talk about what's going on. Madonna kicked off her show in London and actually, you know, rallied everyone as to what they can do to help and to be a light to the world. And even Floyd Mayweather, he actually sent five thousand pounds of supplies over to Israel um, on his private jet. Didn't have to do this. Send his private jet over for Israel, Israeli civilians and military uh, to get them about a hundred boxes of necessary supplies. So absolutely incredible thing um, for him to do and um, help them out over there because it's been so difficult. Also, um, we'll tease my next thing now. Jada Pinkett Smith was caught in a lie about her relationship with Tupac. It's on your next e-buzz on The Burt Show. Somebody read her hard. Mm. Bad. bad. Really bad. <laughs> really bad. The Bird Show. So I get off my flight on uh, Saturday night. I got a little extra time. I'm not ready to go home yet. So I thought, all right, I'll stop by Kristen's house. Kristen invites me over. Because it's on, it's on my way. It's on my my way. house is on your way home. Right. So I'm like, yeah, why not? Feeling pretty spontaneous, but it is 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But I'll go over there and see what's up. So I go out there, and uh, Kristen is uh, downing her red wine, yeah. 9 o'clock, having herself a nice little time. So uh, Bart's having some beers. We're watching some football, just keeping it low-key, Jimmy jams in bed, snoozing. So, yeah. I come in there, and I say to Kristen, because I see what she's drinking, and I go, you got any of the white stuff? And she goes, you want to co- do cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, what? They want to come in your house and ask you if you have cocaine? What, what so is the confused. matter with you? I'm like, no, I don't like red wine. Do you have any white wine? <laughs> you, you did, the way you said white stuff and it, like your delivery. I'm like, did he just come to my house and ask to do hard drugs? She goes, I know you're going through a tough time right now. So I thought maybe you wanted to party. And I'm like, no, I want to sleep through it. I don't. <laughs> when I tell you, I realized he go and he looked at me so incredulously. Like, like I had 10 heads and he goes, white stuff. White wine. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I was laughing so hard. I thought I was going to pee myself. It's been 17 years since somebody said, hey, you want a party like that? <laughs> you nope. want a little booger sugar? Just, <laughs> just looking for some white wine. Which, by the way, I had. I had yes. the white wine. Yep. I did not have the other no. stuff. <laughs> All right, texting tutor here. Let's find out what happened over the weekend because she was going to have a conversation. You remember on Friday that um, we talked to her husband and there was really 
really nothing conclusive whatsoever from that. Yeah, this was so awkward. So her best friend is going through this breakup, but the problem is, is she was living with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend's keeping the apartment. She's got to get out and find a new place to live. So, of course, when your best friend's having a time of need, what do you think? Oh, of course, you can stay with me. But here's the thing. She's got a husband at home, which, what an inconvenience. And the husband ends up, uh, is, is not a big fan of this best friend. So we had to do a very delicate texting tutor to ask him if it was okay for her best friend to crash in the meantime while she's going through this breakup and while she's looking for a new place to live. And uh, they were going to have that conversation over the weekend. And we're going to find out how it ended. Unfortunately, the conversation with my husband about my best friend moving in for a while did not go well. He was instantly opposed to the idea, and I knew he would be. His first reaction was absolutely not. Well, then I did something I'm good at but not proud of. I cried. I intentionally cried because I needed him to agree to this, and I know he has a hard time of not giving in when I'm in tears. I try not to use this to my advantage. I've only cried intentionally a few times, and it worked. He gave in and agreed to let her stay with us for a few weeks. Unfortunately, it seems that karma is coming back to get me. She arrived on Friday night with all of her stuff. By Saturday afternoon, she was already on my nerves. Oh, no. Ironically, my husband doesn't really seem bothered by her. As for me, there is no way I'm going to make it a few weeks. She is driving me nuts. And I was actually looking forward to this. I thought it would be like when we were younger and in college. Nope. I'm doing everything I can to wrap this thing up and get her in her own place. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. That's it. That's yep. it. That's okay. That's um, so she's really pretty screwed here. Um, I am really, really curious if you guys are brave enough to call up and say, yeah, I do this too. Like as soon as I, I, I know it's going to be a tense conversation with my husband that I'll just start fake crying. When's the last time you did it and why? So I've, I've fake cried. Go ahead and give the number because I know you want to do that. one 855 I have fake cried. I have never fake cried for my husband. Cops? Yes. Mm, <laughs> I have gotten out of two speeding tickets. Really? Because of my, yes. One I remember um, distinctly well because I was, was freshman year of college. I was living at home. I woke up late and I needed to get to campus for a test and... Oh, my God. I was speeding down a certain road, got pulled over, did not have my license on me, and still managed to get away scot-free. That's so messed up. I thought about doing it. so frazzled. And it was fairly recently. Um, I was going to take my dog, Riggins, who got cancer. I was taking him to the vet up at UGA mm-hmm. and got pulled over by a cop. And he was in the back. Riggins is in the back, like, dying. And... I had the thought, like, I think that I could pull this off if I just start crying here with Riggins in the back. I think this guy will let me off. Yeah, so I didn't want to be the type of person that would cry to get out of a ticket because it's such a cliche. And I'm like, that's so unfair for me to cry and then get out of this $150 ticket. So the first time I got pulled over when I was a freshman in college, I took it like a man. I said, yes, sir, I understand what I've done. You know, I'm, I understand it was wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I get the ticket. I go, it's oh, really annoying. So the next time I get pulled over, I was like, I am not getting another ticket. <laughs> I cried like a little baby. I've never had a ticket since then. Is that right? It worked. <laughs> it works every single time. Yeah, so cry. <laughs> <laughs> so in this email here, then, she's kind of screwed. So he doesn't really care. Uh, he bought into yeah. it fully. Mm-hmm. And now she's annoyed by her roommate. So now she's got double problems. Yeah. Well, no, you're just, you got to suck it up. Yeah. Like, you, you got to be a good friend. And if this is like a best friend and she is staying in your home and if she is doing things that annoy you, but you don't tell her, 
She can't fix a problem no. unless she knows there's a problem. Yep. So be kind. She's obviously she's in a bad place because she just broke up with her boyfriend. She doesn't have a place to live. So, I mean, you don't want to kick her while she's down, but it's still your home. Yeah. And you can be like, hey, I love you. I know you're going through a tough time. But by the way, X, Y, Z. The Burt Show. All right, moving on. These are really fun because they are the most cringe-worthy <laughs> voice prompts from Hinge. And each and every week, Abby goes searching for them. Yeah, if you're fortunate enough to not be on the dating apps, give yourself a pat on the back. I am still in the trenches. But on this dating app called Hinge, sometimes people can respond to some of the prompts that are on their profiles with voice prompts. And they are usually very, very cringy, but usually we get a good laugh out of them. And so this week, I went hunting for some good ones. I've got some sent to me. And I found a very different sector of voice prompts this time around. So okay. normally we just hear the voice prompts from their profiles when you're scrolling through and deciding who you do and do not want to match with. And I will play some of those at the end. But I did find this one girl who has this ongoing bit where she will use voice messaging once she actually matches with the guys and she gets very creative. So in one of these text conversations, she pretend I can't play because it it's too graphic, but she pretended that she was in the middle of a battle and was like, I'm sorry, I'll get back to you, but psh, psh, psh. and so I think she has found her perfect match because he brought the same energy when responding back to her. Which one is this? I'm Surgeon. Hi, Cutlet. This is Alien. I uh, just wanted to reach back out to you and say thanks for the note. Really hope you make it back from war. Uh, scalpel! Sorry, I'm just at um, my day job as a neurosurgeon. I'm trying to uh, sew up Jeffrey's cerebral cortex right now. So <laughs> shut up, Jeffrey. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's really nice that uh, you reached out, and I hope that we can get together for drinks sometime soon. So, oh. One sec. Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> okay. If they don't go out okay. together, they are missing out on a huge opportunity. That might be the best one I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> and so the bit has just kept going on and on and on. And so she did another one where she, you know, was talking to this guy and, you know, was pretending that she was in the car or whatever and, you know, being a little distracted while she was driving. And then he again brought back the same energy. Okay, so just like contact my lawyer and we can go from there. Hey, Caitlin, that's no problem. I can reach out to your lawyer. I'm actually on the road to driving, and there's this girl with a UF sticker in front of me, and she's going crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Caitlin, is that, is that you? Shoot, I guess we have to exchange information now. Uh, hey, James. Um, I just wanted to let you know I'm actually in the hospital with Caitlin right now. Um, she's right by my side, and oh, f Oh my god. Oh, this is not good. Treasure 300! Treasure 300! Caitlin! Oh my god. Oh my god. Treasure 500! Oh, Come on! Push! God, push! Please push for me! You got this! Oh my god, is that a pulse? I guess pretending you've died is better than ghosting. I think she's, she's like, I'm sick of talking to this guy. That is one way to end the conversation. Yep. She did. At least he'll know. And he's going to go along with the bit, too. So we know that he's a, yeah. a good team player. So I guess that relationship ends. And she does try to continue this with other guys where I do think, um, you know, I want, sometimes it can be funny. Sometimes it can just be a little bit like, are you trying to get a date out of this? Hey, Andrea, I also think you're really cute. Um, I'm actually taking a 
Right now, I had Chipotle for lunch and it's not going well, so I just want to respond. Oh, okay, no. Even I. No, oh my god, no. how do I leave this? How do I leave this? It's so embarrassing. I just wanted to see Bert's face. <laughs> I mean, I love toilet humor and that went too far too for me. Too much. Too much. <laughs> it was too graphic. <laughs> I am not feeling my best today. And that was like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say you wanted to hear it again? No. no. Do not, Thomas. Do not. Do not. Okay. Now that we're out of the messages, we are back to um, just the typical voice prompts that mm-hmm. you would hear while you're swiping right and swiping left. And as we know, the, the favorite thing for a guy to do on the dating apps is to give us a little song. This is really embarrassing, and uh, I have no idea why or how I'm able to do this, because I can't sing um, at all, but I can sing opera. Uh, here it goes. Uh, <laughs> I think he gets points. He gets That's zero points. That's pretty zero. funny. No, it wasn't I mean, even good. All you got to do is make her chuckle. Everybody thinks they can sing opera. Like, that's the one thing. Like, if you can't sing, you think you can belt out some opera. Yes, of course. And so we we learn a little bit too much about their secret talents. We also learn about things um, below the belt as well. Believe it or not, I only have one testicle. So I think I got to put myself up there with Lance Armstrong, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the drummer from Green Day, and then, you know, myself, Zach from Hinge on the Mount Rushmore, people that only have one testicle. (laughs) So now we're all doing the same thing Kristen's doing right now. Cause Googling. I, I didn't know that about those other. Yeah, I, didn't I didn't know about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think oh, he made... lost a testicle after years of steroid use. Is that right? Well, I mean, it's the first thing that pops up on the Google. <laughs> the more you know. Well, speaking of him, somebody did a really great um, impression that at first I thought was him, but turns out it's not. I'll get to the chopper. I know it's a little cliche. <laughs> and uh, that's my impersonation of Demi Lovato. Okay, at the end is funny. That that impression is Cookie Monster trying to do Arnold Schwarzenegger is what I get out of that. Oh, my God. That's exactly what it is. And that's all my voice prompts. Just just your weekly reminder that it sucks out here. Are you still doing a Google search on one testicle man? Yeah, I am. (laughs) 22 celebrities with one or fewer testes. Would you like to cover that next? Well, yes. <laughs> wait, wait. Why does it say one or fewer? I mean, maybe there should be one or none. <laughs> well, it just says with one or fewer testes. Oh, yes. they're really nice. Yes, I would, actually. Okay. Okay. Can you have half a testes? Oh, there's a shocker. Really? Uh, shocker. Okay, okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> the Bird Show. All the trigger warnings. Look, if you're cruising around with kids in the car, we're about to talk about dudes that lost a nard. <laughs> and if you lost a nerd, uh, then that would be triggering also with this list. There you go. Uh-huh. That is smart. We're being you're being very thoughtful right now, which I'm really proud of. I'd like to try to protect the men that only have one nerd. Well, now you got to open the phone lines to ask if anybody does have a nerd and how did it happen and how did you lose yours? I mean, Boy, but, we are right in demo ooh. today. Yeah. Um, one eight five five Bircho. Oh, that would be painful. Barbed well, wire fence. Well, so I have a ranker list list here, right? And it's because we were talking about, like, <laughs> somehow we found out that Arnold Schwarzenegger only has one testicle in our last entertainment buzz. Which right? nope. Unhinged. Unhinged. Yeah. It was during Unhinged. Yes. And I Googled it really quick. And sure enough, because of his excessive steroid use, he, he lost uh-huh. a testicle. And as soon as I did that, this ranker list popped up. And it's 22 celebrities with one or fewer testes. Okay. 
Now, for the record, a majority of these hmm. men lost testicle due to testic- testicular cancer. Well, that's not fun. Well, I know, but I'm not gonna. We're not gonna talk about okay. those. But we that I would like that to use that as a PSA to to get your boys cupped. All right. Yeah, and also if you're calling right now to tell us that you lost a nard. Don't call because if it was cancer, because that's not fun to talk about. <laughs> We're looking for stuff that's going to make us cringe. Yeah. So Lance Armstrong is like one of the top people on this list because I think he's one of the most famous uniballers out there, right? <laughs> Uniball. <laughs> but and his was due to testicular cancer in 96. Then scroll down. The next name. Tupac Shakur. Is that what? right? Yeah, really? he got shot. Was rumored to have one. lost a testicle huh. after being shot in that area in 1994. No he kidding. Al- yeah, he almost changed his name to One Pop. <laughs> you <laughs> are banned from ever speaking on the radio again. Actually, it's Unipoc. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the list, Tom Green. I forgot about him. That's right. I do remember that. Uh He he also um, had testicular cancer, uh, filmed his procedure for an MTV documentary entitled The Tom Green Cancer Special because he was trying to be like an advocate. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I scroll, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger on the list due to steroid use. Then we go through some uh, military people. Um, Actor Bruce Lee had an undescended testicle. And it caused him to be rejected by the U.S. Army. So it was up there. It just wouldn't come on down. Yeah. Huh. Just, a little yeah. scared. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it didn't drop. All right. Some <laughs> more military people. Some more military. Oh, um, Trey Cool, who is the drummer of Green Day, which was weird because Green Day just popped up on your <laughs> yeah, playlist. Right. Um, he lost a testicle in a biking accident oh. when he was young. Oh, ow, ow. Mm-hmm. Dang it. I'm still stuck on the Army thing. Why would they care how many nuts you have? Um, there is, from a, there's a medical reason why. I don't know what it is, but yeah, that would be something you get rejected for if you have an undescended testicle. I don't I, like but that. I don't know why. Oh, now I feel bad. It seems like toxic masculinity. Yeah. No, that's not why. It's, 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 it's has, there's They're a medical not, reason why. Have, you gotta have two nuts to fight for a country. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it is, Abigail. It's, there is a medical reason why, and that like. is not it. Um, according to my close friend, Dr. Google uh-huh. and the army.mil website, um, there's no known cause, but men who have an undescended testicle or a brother or father with the disease may be more at risk for developing testicular cancer. Oh, no kidding. Take that with a grain of salt mm. because it was a quick Google search, but that's okay. why. All right. And then um, the, the last one that's on this list is Brian Foster. He is a mixed martial artist. You get it in the ring. He was inadvertently struck in the groin uh-huh. and his testicle burst. Oh, <gasps> oh no. dang. Dang, 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 dang. So that was your ranker. 22 celebrities with one testy or fewer. So you think we're going to get like uh, a review from our consultant today saying, you guys might have been a little off on <laughs> On that break. What, women 18 to 54 don't want to hear about one <laughs> yes. testicle men? You guys might have missed the demo on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, what's going on with the new car? It's an exciting time. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? It happened. Because you were at this crossroads. Do I get something practical, save money, or I have some damn fun with my life? Exactly. And so after my car accident, my insurance gave me a nice little check, and I was like, I have a decision to make. And I wanted to have my mom by my side. 
because, of course, I trust her. So I found the car, okay. the car that I was like, this is going to be my perfect car. All right. Now, you were going the, the pass where Mo was trying to send you was like, get into a car. It's going to make you feel good and motivated mm-hmm. every day, even if you're stretching yourself financially a little bit, where your mindset was sort of like, nah, maybe I'll just get something that gets me from A to B this time. And then when I got more cash, I'll do something a little bit bigger. Yes. And especially because with my last car, I had it paid off. Like, who mm-hmm. wants to have a car no payment? all over again. Ew. (laughs) But I decided, Katie, look, we're going to be 30 soon, okay? Mm -hmm. And we need a car that fits us and who we are, right? Grown woman car, right? And so I found a car. Okay. And I told my mom. And then my mom said, Katie, I have a gut feeling this car is not the car. And I was like, what? She's like, no, Katie, it's not the car. I'm like, it is the car, and I'm going to get this car. And shout out to Kaylee for telling me how to get this car because he gave me little steps of how to negotiate the price. Well, right? I would love to know these yes. steps, Kaylee, Yeah. for anybody else that might be intimidated going to a car lot and trying to like, get the best deal. Yes, uh, my stepdad imparted to me a long time ago, may he rest in peace, Um the way to negotiate with these people, and obviously nothing wrong with these car salesmen because they're just trying to make money too, but used cars, that's the majority of where <laughs> dealerships make their money on. It's not new cars. So there's normally a lot more spread when they're selling one of their used cars. And his, his wisdom was always be ready to walk away. Tell them what you've got mm-hmm. and what you're willing to pay, and if they won't do it, then walk away. And I told Katie, I said, you walk out of there after, you know, having that type of stance. And chances are they will call you mm-hmm. back. And Katie, what happened? They called me back. Oh. So this is exactly what happened with the car that my mom had a gut feeling about that she said she didn't like. We went in there. And my mom's like, hey, we need to come down on this, blah, blah. And then we end up leaving with no deal on the table. Right. Mm-hmm. And they call us back. Okay. Like, hey. We can make something work, right? They, 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 they push the numbers around. Yeah. And we can make something work for this car. But by that time, we were already at another dealership. Now Ooh. your mind's now your mind's already in a different car at this point. And at the dealership we were at, my mother had a great feeling about mm-hmm. that car mm-hmm. over the first one I wanted. So then I got that car instead. You did. So you didn't get your dream car. You went with the backup car. No. Oh, I went with the dream, dream. You went went up, 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 up. Come on. All right, so wait, what was the first, can you tell us what was the first car you were looking at? Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a 2021 Audi A5. Oh, that's a nice car. That's party. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm riding around in a 2022 Q5. Oh. <laughs> so, are you and I having a conversation later about a raise? Is that what that is? is that what we're doing right now? It's a used car. I was able to. Okay. Get that, you got your dream car. I got my dream car. Good for you, girl. And How now you all I want to do is just drive. Right? <laughs> like, I, I can sleep well, in this car. It's new. I'm most excited about that because he doesn't have one. So, yeah, he's, he can just drive everywhere. Good for you. Exactly. So, all right. So everything made, worked out. You're glad you made that decision. Yes. Awesome. Oh, yeah, Katie. Yeah. Well You're going to post a photo of her? Like, take a picture. Have you taken a picture with her yet? Yeah. 
Okay. I, have. Okay. I haven't posted it yet. Okay, yeah. Make, I'm, we want to see it. Okay, okay. Good for you. I like that. Live a little, man. Yes. All right, so you got something going on in your life. You want to share it with the Burt Show. And in this case right here, she was really, really nervous to talk to her husband because they had a plan. Now she wants to go against the plan. Yeah, Maureen became a mom about a year ago, but motherhood had been much, much harder on her than she ever anticipated. The toll mentally, physically, and emotionally really impacted her. So she's done. She put a lot of thought into it, and for her own mental and physical well-being, no more babies. The thing is, she and her husband had always talked about having a big family, and she knows he's not going to be happy about the news, especially because it's kind of out of the blue, and that's where we left it. She needed our advice on how to tell him, and she was going to tell him over the weekend. Who got the update? I have the update. I went into the weekend planning to have a really difficult but honest conversation with my husband. However... Instead of talking to him, I ended up having a conversation with my mom about it. And it didn't go quite as expected. I expected her to comfort and reassure me about my feelings. Well, she surprised me. She told me that I should never say such a thing to my husband and that it was my duty as a wife to give him more children. What? Ew. What, what? Ew. Obviously, this adds a lot more pressure to an already difficult situation. I've been doing a lot of soul searching since then, trying to come to terms with my feelings and figure out exactly why I don't want to have more children. I'm still trying to sort through my thoughts and emotions. I'm hoping if maybe I give myself time, I'll come to terms with having more kids. That is not what we suggested. <laughs> Maureen, no, you're not a brood mare. It's not your job as a wife to pop out babies. You've already sat and thought through your emotions and your feelings, and it's okay if you want to take more time and think maybe you'll revisit and feel differently in the future. But you thought through all that. You came to your decision. Don't let somebody talk you out of it. This is your body. This is, I mean, the impact having a baby has on your body and your mental health and the maternal mortality rates in this country. Like, it is not an easy breezy walk in the park. I have a question. What is a broodmare? It's um, a female horse used for breeding, specifically like for breeding. You have the stud, and that's like the horse that's got all the good junk, and mm. then you have a broodmare, and she just bursts out all the foals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming that this is fairly common between women, right? When moms tries to guilt their daughter into having more kids or kids, period, because this not is what you're on the earth to do? No. No? N not mine. Huh. Not mine. Okay. I think it depends on the, the, the time that your parents come from. So I think, like, you know, if she's talking about her parents who maybe were kids, you know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, I think maybe it was a little bit more of an expectation for women back then. So mm -hmm. I think the thought of having any kind of auto autonomy over what you want to do, um, in terms of having kids is is not, it, it doesn't register with them because that was never a choice that they think they probably had. And a reminder, Maureen, you're still in the thick of postpartum, right? Um, that conversation, while I understand depending on your relationship with your mom and you want to talk to her um, mom to mom about something like that, and obviously the outcome was what, not what you expected her to say, that's, I don't begrudge you for having a conversation like that with your mom. You still need to talk to your husband. Mm -hmm. And make sure you guys are on the same page and he knows how you feel. And that's not you going and being like, I am never having another child. But just explaining to him what you're dealing with right now and how overwhelmed you are. And this is, you know, you, you obviously you love your child, but this isn't exactly what you expected. And I just really think 
having this conversation now could save you a lot of hurt later. But you got to be on the same page, man. Get it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Jada Pinkett Smith was caught in a lie about her relationship with Tupac. So Jada Pinkett Smith is claiming that Tupac actually proposed to her while he was in prison on sexual assault, assault charges. But TikTokers have come out and said, mm, the math is simply not mathing. So there was a TikToker that was explaining why it wasn't adding up because at the time he was in prison, apparently he had proposed and gotten married to a woman named Keisha who moved to be closer to him. And not only that, but during this exact same time, this was when Will Smith started his divorce process to, to divorce his wife and also make a move on Jada. Five days later, on February 19th, Will called Jada and said, are you single? And she said, yep. Will said, we're together now. Jada said, cool. And she immediately flew to L.A. She flew so immediately that when he called her, she was in Maryland at a brand new house she bought. And she never spent a single night in her new house. That's how immediately she flew to L.A. He was bailed out by Suge Knight. It wasn't long after that that he met Kadada Jones. Um, so, yeah, when I, I watched that entire um, that entire clip and the way she broke everything down so specifically, I mean, she knew exactly when Tupac went into Rikers and he was only there for 30 days and got transferred to another prison. And And when you're watching Jada do these interviews, she specifically says... And this wasn't like on the phone or via mm -hmm. mail. She went to Rikers and that's where Tupac proposed to her. And she's breaking down dates and locations. I mean, she came out with all these receipts and it's just like, there's no way. Yeah. I don't know that it's a family that has a lot of credibility left. Well, and then the, also the other thing I found interesting about what this woman said and how she broke it down was that... Um, the 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 other women that were in Tupac's lives mm -hmm. don't talk about him, huh. but it's Jada uh -huh. who's constantly using his name to promote whatever she has out. I got you exactly because she, she has this new book, and, and so she's like, if you really cared about this mm -hmm. man you wouldn't talk about them as much as you do. Exactly. Okay, speaking of celeb books, Britney Spears' memoir is coming out next week, and I know everyone's very excited about it. And something that somebody brought up to me a couple of days ago, because they know I love to listen to audiobooks, they think they said, do you think Britney is actually going to narrate her own audiobook? And I was like, there is no way. I cannot picture that woman sitting down for hours doing it. Like, no shade to her. She's like done. She's done a lot of work. I think she's ready to take a break. Mm -hmm. So it turns out that Michelle Williams is actually going to be the one to narrate the audiobook. She says, I stand with Brittany mm -hmm. and is going to do that as a way to support her. The actress or Destiny's Child? The actress. actress. Right. <laughs> I googled that just to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, some sad news over the weekend. Three's Company star Suzanne Summers. She died after her cancer battle one day before her 77th birthday. Oh, man. I know. It's tragic. And she's been like, she's been a fighter for 23 yeah. years, I think, or something crazy like that. It's an absolute bummer. Yeah, it was a really sad news to see. Well, to end things on a lighter note, note uh, artist Troy Sivan lived my dreams because he got to go to the bathroom with Harry Styles and something. <laughs> what? He let your dream to go to the bathroom with Harry Styles? Just wanted to do anything with Harry Styles. <laughs> he was talking about when he was at a Grammy's after party, his little interaction with our boy Harry.
So the first time and actually only time that I've ever met Harry Styles, we were at this Grammy party. He had actually just won Grammy for album of the year. And so we meet for the first time. I feel like I know him because yeah. it's Harry Styles or whatever. So I'm like super, super chill. And it, he walks up to a conversation that I was already kind of like having. And I just said to the other people, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go make a wee. And then he arrives and I'm speaking to him. I'm like, oh my God, Maslow, like congrats on the on the Grammy or whatever. And then he was like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, you're going to the bathroom. I'm also going to the bathroom. Let's go. And sort of as we were walking, Walking to the bathroom, I kind of just realized I was like, I literally just met this man yeah. and I've already suggested that we go to the loo together. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder how he feels about this. It was that like just the weirdest, worst thing that I could have possibly said in that moment. And then he got kind of like stopped along the way by yeah. someone and I just kind of beelined for the bathroom, embarrassed. And um, I thought about it for the rest of the night. It feels good to get that off my chest. <laughs> All right. I don't know why I'm so intrigued by this, but who would you like to have a bathroom okay. conversation with that oh, is a celebrity? Because wow. immediately, mm-hmm. The, I already know the first person that popped into my head because you know how bathroom conversations, especially for girls late night at the club, like are can be just wildly entertaining. Mo and I are on the same page as this. Stall to stall conversations are should not be a thing. No, I'm not talking about stall to stall. I'm talking about like after you use a bathroom, you're standing in the mirror, you're freshening up your makeup, your lipstick or whatever, and you just strike up a conversation. Yeah. I want to have that with Jennifer Lawrence. <gasps> oh, yeah. She be would fun. be so good. Right? Be super fun, yeah. Bathroom convo with Jennifer Lawrence, so down. So because Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift were just spotted at the Waverly Inn, which is a restaurant I just went to like a couple months ago, I have this fantasy that I will be also drunk at a restaurant and run into her in a bathroom um, while she's on a date. And I want to have a little girl chat about it. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Clicky buzz. Get it. The Bird Show. So maybe your kid heard it at home, was supposed to stay at home. Maybe you didn't sell your kid that and then they used it out in public and now everybody's embarrassed. Cass, what'd you do? Man, it's, uh, I forget that toddlers will repeat stuff at home just without any context out in the wild. So we were talking to my three and a half year old about race and just teaching her about different skin colors because I think you can start early just to integrate them into that way of thinking that there are different people, different backgrounds, different cultures and just sort of build on a foundation of that. So we're not going in depth. It's it's a very like superficial conversation. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Mama's skin is white. And I was like, yes, I am white. And she goes, Daddy's skin is brown. And I said, well, <laughs> Daddy's a white man, okay? he my, Now, my husband does have Native American heritage, but it's nothing he would ever claim because he doesn't. But he's proud of it, but he it would feel disingenuous mm-hmm. like he feels that. And I appreciate that. So he is a darker skin color than me. He's like more olive tone. And if he goes out in the sun at all, instant brown lasts for a very long time. So she's not wrong. It's just, mm. we want to teach her the correct terms. Mm-hmm. So then she goes, daddy's skin is white. Now here's where it gets weird because of me. It's my fault. <laughs> you made it weird. Shocker. I made it weird. You, you're the problem. It's you. Like that person you just yelled boo at who was walking out of the bathroom. <laughs> oh my God. Why did I do that? I, I don't know. Sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, what are you? <laughs> So there is some, I, I can't remember if it was just stuck in my head from forever ago, if it went viral on TikTok. There is a clip of the TV show New Girl with one of my favorite characters, Schmidt, who is just this over-the-top <laughs> character. And there is a scene in which he goes into a nursery or like a daycare and talks <laughs> to a little black girl who is sitting there at registration. This is the scene. White man broke in today. Oh, a white man? No! Well, what does security do about it? Nothing. Typical! 
So a, bright, a white man broke in today. You know, white man, no. What did security do about it? Nothing typical. So all she can say is when she goes, my daddy's skin is white. I said, a white man? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Just joking around. And Chad looks at me. He's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and so we're out in public walking around. And then I hear this. A white man? No. From the, my toddler's mouth, <laughs> no. going around saying, a white man, no, because I said that when we said, yes, your your dad is Native American heritage way back, but he's white, a white man, no, and because of that, my child is now repeating that in public, and it is very, very hard to explain. So she's literally screaming to every white man you cross, a white man, no, yeah. <laughs> we managed to put the kibosh on it, but it was a lesson for me to not repeat trending TikTok hey. Audio in front of my daughter. <laughs> that was fun. You're on the Bird Show. All right, so what do you got going on in your life you want to share with the Bird Show via email? Here we're gonna move on. And is it bad parenting? And I've known plenty of parents that have done this, paid their kids for good grades. I got paid. Did you get paid? I did not. I got a dollar. You got a dollar for an A. Mm-mm. Um, no. Um, my dad used to say that's something you're supposed to do. I shouldn't have to pay you to get good grades. You're supposed to get good grades. All right, so the email reads, hi, P1 here. FYI, I've moved from Atlanta to Texas to Wisconsin to New Jersey and back to Atlanta again over the last 12 years and have been listening to you religiously. Thank you for that dedication. You are most definitely a P1. Wanted to get your perspective on something we are doing with our son, who's a freshman in high school. We've always stressed academics. We will allocate tens of thousands of dollars for a car based on his grades. So the system's a little complicated, Mm -hmm. you guys, so pay attention to what they've done here. He's eligible to get $20,000 for a 3.9. It would go up $3,000 for each .1 above that. Mm -hmm. And you can graduate with an elevated GPA depending on what courses you take. Oh, yeah. I met somebody this weekend who had a daughter that had a six-point something because it's all like AP classes and they're kicking ass in all of them. I've never heard of it going that high, but... What? No, I just, it's a world that I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah, right. I mean, believe it or not, I had an elevated GPA when I graduated. You wouldn't know it now. Um, (laughs) Or not was one of the options. (laughs) (laughs) We just, we didn't have that at our school. But if I guess if you are taking AP or college style Mm -hmm. classes, that makes sense. All right. So it would go up $3,000 for each 0.1 above the 3.9. All right. It would decrease by 2,000. For each point one below that. So you get twenty thousand for a three point nine. Mm-hmm. If he rolls in with a three point eight, they're gonna he's gonna get eighteen thousand. Okay. All right. He doesn't get anything if he gets a below if he gets below a three point three. This would be based on his cumulative grade after his sophomore year. The money would only be allocated towards a car slash transportation and anything associated with that. He would have to make decisions on the type of vehicle because he would be responsible for the maintenance and any additional insurance if he got a ticket or accident. We've also given him the option to not buy a car. He can use that money towards Ubering instead. Whatever money is left over when he graduates, he can use it towards anything he wants. I can see how this may look to others. But note, my son has developed great fundamentals. He's learned the hard way to manage his money and self-discipline. He's in all the advanced classes and getting all A's so far. He's also well-rounded. He's excelling in wrestling, which is tough physically and mentally. Now we're working on his leadership. 
Thanks for reading. As a longtime listener, I'll be tickled to hear this on the air. Thanks, loyal fam. Yeah, what do you need our advice for? Your kid's kicking ass. It sounds like uh, it. <laughs> clearly, everything you're doing is working. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing. Who cares? Uh, parenting, you know, to me is the same as uh, relationships that we keep talking about. They only need to make sense to you guys. So you obviously have a system in place here where your kid is kicking ass. So keep doing it. Yeah, I don't really know what they're, is this, are they looking for validation? Like, congrats on being a great parent. Um, and also, like, shout out to you for, you know, fo- focusing on a, on a positive way to encourage him to get good grades. And also, the pretty penny for a car, $20,000. Most people I know mm-hmm. did not get anywhere near that much for their first car. I know some people, like, there's two takes on, like, an instance like this where, like, kids... You shouldn't pay kids to get good grades. Like, that should just, like, something they do. And then also, when it comes to making them work for a car, people, like, and obviously, this is coming from a privileged place, if you can even, you know, provide your child with a vehicle, um, that you had a kid, so you are responsible for making sure they have certain things, and that would be transportation. I I never got paid. (laughs) Are you? I No. You're not responsible for that as a parent. That's a, that's what? an add-on okay, right there. Okay, so you have kids. What's the bare minimum? Like, what are you, if you choose to have a child, if you choose to bring a child into this world, what are you responsible for? There are some that would say, feed them. Okay. I give them a home. Okay. Close them in the back. Now you're on your own. No, you got to, trans- well, you have to make sure they have transportation to school. Well, mm-hmm. sure. Whatever that course. looks like. Right. Yes. I mean, but in this country, you should be able to uh, walk to the bus stop and take a bus. Uh-huh. Okay. So, I mean, those are your basics right there. Okay. Well, I think, like, love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) Healthcare. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But outside of that, I know there are some that won't give their kids any kind of allowance also for doing chores around the house. This is your house, too. You got to, like, participate. It's so, so I'm back and forth because I didn't get paid for grades, but my best friend did, or friends did. And when I brought it up to my dad, he kind of just, like, laughed at me as if I was joking. Just no. But hearing this, I'm like, in the real world, which I think is what we're all prepping kids for, you work to get paid, mm-hmm. right? There is a financial incentive to do well at your job, promotions, bonuses, et cetera. So why not, mm-hmm. if school is a child's work, why should there not be, if you can, why should there not be a financial incentive? However, when you bring up chores around the house, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. That's part of living. That's part of life. There is no financial incentive when you're an adult to do your chores. It is just part of basically surviving. So my kids will not be getting paid to do chores, but they'll get paid to do above and beyond, like washing a car or mowing the mm-hmm. lawn or something like that. Good morning, Al Shea. You are part of the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning, Burt Show fam. I literally, I was just going to say the same thing. I believe since the system is building these kids to be workers anyway, going to school and, and getting good grades, that is your reward, getting paid to do that. So I see nothing wrong with it. I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. It's the Burt Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Burt Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Burt Show.